Hello and welcome to the Swim England East Region podcast. We've launched this platform to help support our community of clubs, athletes, parents and coaches in what of course is a very difficult period for everybody. In spite of the huge challenges facing people, there are some wonderful stories coming to light of how everyone is seeking out opportunities in these tough times and it's through this podcast we hope to share these. If you've got any feedback or things to share with us, please reach out via our social media platforms. On Facebook, it's Swim England East Region and on Twitter, at SE East Region. In episode one, we're going to be speaking to Ben Higson, a high-performance swimming coach who wrote a great article that's done the rounds online about how we can reframe the challenging situation we're all in from a sporting perspective. Okay, hello and welcome to the show, Ben. Hi there, how are you? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Uh, very good. Um, all, all things, uh, all circumstances... Uh, considered uh, things are going uh, as well as they can at the moment yep and we're going to have a lot of um, people listening thinking how can I make the best out of this situation and um, just really give us a quick bit of background to you and your role and hopefully that'll bring to life what we're going to talk about yeah I, uh, I have a dual role um, with Swim Island I am the senior national team head coach and I am also the head coach of the national center in Dublin Okay, and you've got a, a group of athletes that have effectively had the same situation imposed on them that a lot of swimmers, regardless of their performance levels, have, have had to deal with. Uh, uh, y- yes and no. Um, ac- across the country, we have a, a very mixed um, mixed bag at the moment. We have some athletes that have access to private pools. We have some athletes that are completely you know, in the dark and, and, and have no training. Um, at the moment, the athletes in the north of Ireland, in Northern Ireland, they are, um, all their pools are still open, but we think that they're going to be closing um, at the end of this week, but we're playing it day by day. But luckily at the moment for us, the athletes in National Centre uh, in, in Dublin, actually we are unaffected at the moment by the, the virus and, the, and everything that's going on. The centre itself is closed to all members of the public. Um, but but my training group of uh, 11 athletes are actually allowed um, in the water up to twice a day. So the security come and open the door for us, lock us in and then open the doors when we, when we want to leave. So we're in a very, very fortunate position. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of places out there that have got that kind of, like you say, mixed approach where some school pools are maybe letting them in and public leisure centres maybe not. And um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of nervous people out there. So I just really to share with everyone out there, I got in touch with you because I saw obviously the article you posted up really about, I guess, a, a micro plan and really just making the best of the situation. And we just wanted to share that with a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, you know, the first thing I said was that, you know, people are going to be disappointed. People are going to be upset. There's going to be a lot of parents and athletes and, and coaches out there that are a confused and and be a little bit, you know, anxious and nervous about where they go next with their programs and and with their swimming. And and for me, it's it's kind of breaking it down into small manageable pieces and, and realizing that there's always things that we can be working on, whether that's from a swimmer's perspective, a coach's perspective, or or, or a parent's perspective, because. You know, ultimately, the swimmer's journey is shared by all three, um, all three people. 
it most certainly is and uh, looking at the way you structured your your article there's definitely something in there for everybody so just to take our listeners through it like you mentioned there the first thing it's okay to be upset you know i think there's a lot of people out there who are going to be extremely disappointed whatever their meets are they're going to whether that's olympic trials or whether it's just a local open meet yeah i mean you know this is this is this is um you know uh, su- such a big um shock to not just swimming community or the sporting community whether that's at participation level elite level youth um age group or senior you know this is a, a an absolute um, attack on humanity if you like and i think you know we all have to work in our um in our micro societies which ours is swimming because we're all we're all have a common common kind of share a common passion and common goal and and i think we have to look at it and think you know it is okay to be upset and it is okay to be frustrated but how long are we going to let that last you know how long are we going to be frustrated for and uh, when are we going to take a you know a, a step back and when are we going to start to focus on the things that we can affect because nobody no matter what country you're in knows how long this is going to last um so for me it's about reassessing goals and uh, and making small manageable steps to making yourself a better athlete a better person or or whatever it might be so your second point there around looking after yourself i think we're all getting caught up with you know constant news feed and constant social media and everything else that's just constantly i guess distracting everyone from actually just themselves and what they're doing yeah i mean i i think that um you know we swim in a or, or swimming is a very or it's it's known as a very individual sport um you know to the people on the outside but we all know that there's a, a really big team effort um involved in swimming you know the athletes themselves train as a group um they have um, support networks through coaches and th- and through through their parents, obviously, and um, it's a real it's a real kind of um, absolute collective effort from so many people that that goes into the athletes being in the water. And you know, for me, it's um, it's something that uh, the, the absolute we all have responsibility for ourselves, and that's looking after what you're doing how you're doing it and, and being responsible, you know, and then as soon as you've, you've looked after yourself, you can start to look after brothers and sisters, mums or dads, but it's about being responsible and it's about uh, being accountable for your own actions. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's, um, it's very easy. Like I said, there with so many other things going on to actually lose sight of yourself and I had a call with a coach this morning to say, you know, what do you think about this and what do you think about that? And I said, well, well, you know, first things first, get your house in order, make sure everything you need to do and your team needs to do is in place. And then we can start looking at all the other stuff. But I think it's going to be very easy to get distracted by all the noise that's out there at the moment. Yeah, I think I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head there. And, you know, there's obviously been quite a lot of... Um, press around the cancellation of everybody's trials and then everybody's regional meets and summer meets and you know I'm not completely up to date with everything that's being cancelled in all the nations but you know it's the status quo that there's not much going on at all in in many nations and you know I think one thing that we um, we we must remember as, as people in the swimming community is that the people at the top are having to make very very difficult decisions they're not decisions that have ever had to be made before and um you know you know they we, we have to be um 
supportive of a decision. We don't have to like it, but at the end of the day, we have to respect it because they're they're making it for the for the well being of the athletes and the families and the coaches involved. And it, and it is upsetting for people, but you know people berating each other on Twitter or, or passing a negative comment or negative opinion, it's not going to help. And uh, as a swimming community, we really need to pull together and, and, and get through this. For sure. And I think what you mentioned there about making decisions that they've never had to make before, that you know, you've hit the nail on the head there of actually the organisations right from the top down, you know, government all the way down to your grassroots local swimming clubs. We have absolutely no experience in this situation previously. And not saying everything out there is going to be perfect but we don't have all the information we only know what we know now and we don't know how long this is going to go on how wide it's going to impact and at the end of the day like you said safety of all the athletes is going to be paramount in this and that's going to lead to decisions that maybe people don't agree with but right now they're making the best uh, of a situation that again they have no experience in yeah, I mean, there's there's no governing body in the world that I would imagine that could scenario plan for, for what we're all going through. And, um, you know, hats off to the people that are making these decisions. And, uh, you know, they're, they're obviously showing great leadership skills um, across all sports and across all, all, all aspects of, of, of life at the moment, whether we like them or not. You know, these people are having to make very, very tough decisions that are that are going to impact on people um across society so the the third point you mentioned in your your note to everyone out there was focusing on the small things so could you just pick up on a couple of things for example that our athletes that are maybe being told training's off for the next two weeks you're stuck at home what can they do yeah absolutely i mean i think um you know in in this in the sport of swimming and in, and in all sports we we come across setbacks whether that's daily, whether that's weekly or, or, or monthly, you know, it might be a, 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 t- a time in a race that you don't like and you're, you, you show resilience and you come back to training and you train harder, whether that's through injury, whether that's through, through illness. You know, as a sport and, and certainly swimming, we, we're used to these setbacks and um, we're used to, to picking ourselves back up and, you know, and, and getting back on the horse, as they say. For me, there's, there's two facts right now. One is... 90% of athletes can't swim, so we have to accept that. And the other point is, is that we might not have access to our regular gym times. However, you know, these two, these two things are a very small piece of, uh, of the, the athlete's pie when it comes to being, you know, a better swimmer. Um, there, are, there is nutrition that I think they can be focusing on at home. I mean, they've all got a lot of time that they can be putting into making sure that they're eating correctly, they're, they're, they're seeking advice from their, their relative people to, to make sure that, you know, their nutrition is on point. And not just from a perspective of, of making sure the body composition is, is where it needs to be, but also from a recovery perspective. These guys train, you know, 48 weeks a year. And um, having two, three, four weeks off isn't going to be detrimental. It can actually be advantageous as long as something like their nutrition is in place. So, you know, nutrition would be the first one. I would say the second one, and, and maybe it falls hand in hand to me talking about rest and recovery, would be around sleep. It's going to be very easy for the for all athletes to, to become a little bit lethargic and uh, be staying up late at night, whether that's playing computer or, or you know, watching Netflix or whatever it might be. Therefore, then sleeping in, you know, late in the morning. And um, this will just set the sleep patterns off. So for me, stay disciplined with your sleep. 
it's one that's absolutely free and easily done. There's plenty of time at the moment during the day to be playing PlayStations or talking to your friends on WhatsApp or, or whatever the youngsters of today do. So for me, those are the first two things that I would focus on. Well, that's brilliant. Um, and uh, well, I was going to say the, the next point kind of leads into that around setting daily goals. And the conversation I had with the coach this morning was, well, why don't we rejig this a little bit? You have got eight weeks where athletes can focus on absolutely anything other than swimming up and down and lifting weights in the gym. What are you going to tell them to do? Yeah, I, I think this is a, 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 that's a really, really good point. And, and, and it's, you know, we're in a sport that, that demands a lot from a training perspective. We don't usually train once a day. Sometimes we'll train th- up to three times a day, you know, two swim sessions and maybe a strength and conditioning or a physical preparation session. So there's a lot of time spent on task in, in the sport that we're in. And um, for me, the athletes really, really have to set goals. And it might be daily goals or weekly goals. But, you know, for example, it's just about seeing this as an opportunity to get better at something. Um, whether that's being a, a student of the sport or, or increasing your knowledge in the sport we're in. Um, there are websites out there like Swim Rankings, um, you know, and even and FINA and, and YouTube that people can use to watch and study races, watch the look at trends of where, where events are going and how their events going and where their weaknesses are compared to some of the best athletes. The other things they can be doing is, is working on things at home that, that are absolutely uh, are free to work on, like flexibility. You know, they can turn our attention to being, rather than being obsessed with being in the water, they can, be, you know, they can start to turn a little bit more focus to their pre-pool, their post-pool, making sure that their, their uh, routine is individualized and bespoke for them so that when they come to, to returning back to the pool, they're absolutely on point and in the best position they can be to return to the water yeah 100% like saying constantly to people out there don't worry about what you can't do right now let's focus on what you can do because in eight weeks the things you do over the over that period are going to impact on what athlete walks through the door when they do eventually reopen absolutely and uh, one of the things I spoke to my athletes about today actually was race preparation this is something they can be studying they can be looking at, at, at other sports uh, and having a look at what they do in other sports for their race preparation, you know, in terms of priming. And then um, we can really start to, to hone in on making sure the routine is absolutely finite and, and beneficial to, to the individual. Yeah, definitely. And then the kind of the last couple of points you brought up um, on your on your article was around studying both for, for students and, and for coaches out there. So if we just expand on those a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we all we all know that, um, and you know, you know, if, if you've been a coach that was an athlete, we've all had to manage our our, our time through being a student athlete and uh, studying and making sure that we we get the grades we need, and also, um, you know, swimming ten sessions a week plus three or four gym sessions. And for me, this is what a fantastic opportunity for athletes to to get ahead um, ahead of the curve when it comes to school study. Now they might not have set routines. Um, from teachers uh, certainly in Ireland because the schools are closed but I know that in obviously in England they're still open and in Scotland but um, you know your two or three hours a night that you spend training why not spend studying so that when it comes to you know us inevitably being back in the water the uh, the student athletes are ahead of the game and they've not got any catching up to do with study they're actually you know at the forefront of it 
and they can put a little bit more focus on the swimming because their education is up to date or or surpassing where they where they're meant to be at that time. So for me, that's a a small but easy win for the athletes. Yeah, and it's flipping the day around a little bit, isn't it? Suddenly their training time, if you want to call it that, can become their study time because they're not at school potentially over the coming weeks and then actually going, right, the time you might spend at school, you're going to spend studying your event. You're going to learn about your nutrition or psychology or whatever it is you're thinking about. And then that kind of links really into your last point around coaches because obviously if sessions aren't running, there's going to be some coaches sitting out there and certainly our full-time coaches that are going to be in quite a difficult situation as well. So any advice to them? Yeah, I mean, f- for me, you know, we, we should all reflect on our season or our, on our week or, or on our sessions that we do. And it, it, sometimes we don't always um, reflect as coaches potentially as best we can. So I think this is a real opportunity a, for reflection. Uh, and, you know, you can dig deep into that and you can start to reflect on your, your mesocycle um, or your or your macro cycle, and you know something that that I've challenged my coaches in in uh, Dublin to do is to look back at when we when we came into Dublin in September 2017. What have we done since then? How have we done it? And you know, moving forward into the next cycle, whenever that might start uh, post Olympics, what will we do differently to make sure that we're all a better coaches, but we've put the athletes in a position where they can uh, achieve even greater success? You know, so that was the first thing that we've done. But again, it's a it's a very similar message that you know from that you might give a swimmer that you can that we can take as coaches. We can start to study events and study trends. You know, we're always looking for that small marginal improvement, and um, there's nothing wrong with you know picking up the phone to someone or or DMing something on on Twitter or Instagram and, and and saying, hey, can I have a chat with you? I know that you you seem to have got a lot of success in this area and, and pick, picking people's brains because, you know, we all know the coaching community is uh, is very open and honest and, and people are always willing to help. And, you know, for me, no question is a stupid question and we've got to get out there and we, we've got to be supporting each other. So over the coming days and weeks, hopefully we'll see a lot more interaction online and a lot of coaches reaching out and hopefully making the best of what is a very dire situation but something that we're going to turn into an opportunity and make the absolute best of it absolutely we just need to see it as an extended um summer holiday when we're all looking forward to our one or two week breaks and then after we've had three or four days off we're already starting to plan and periodize so you know we, we need to look at it like that and, and and absolutely understand that we will be back on the deck you know sooner than sooner than we think and we all have an opportunity to to really really um hit the ground running brilliant well ben thank you so much for your time there that's great thank you you take care Thank you so much, Ben, there for sharing your story. Most certainly a sign of things to come. We're going to be in this for the long haul. So the more of us that can share these wonderful stories, the better. So if you've got any suggestions, as mentioned at the start, please get in touch through our Facebook page, search for Swim England East Region, or our Twitter page, at SE East Region. Thank you very much again, Ben, and we'll look forward to our next discussion.